Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Here at Just Baseball, we have teamed up with BetMGM for the 2023 MLB season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use code JUSTBASEBALL, and you will get up to a $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Step number one, download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code JUSTBASEBALL. Step number two, deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. Step number three, you will receive receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL when you sign up. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL and get your $1,000 first bet offer today. Friday, July 7th on the Just Baseball Show, and you got the three of us. That's Jack McMullen, Arm Layton, and I'm Peter Apple, and we are brought to you by the king of sportsbooks, and that is BetMGM. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account using promo code JUSTBASEBALL. Download the BetMGM Sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Guys, we got a loaded episode. We're going to talk about the Dylan Cruz rumors because the MLB <laughs> draft is upcoming. We're going to talk about the free fall of the St. Louis Cardinals. And we're going to talk about the hottest team on planet Earth, and that is the Philadelphia Phillies. And, of course, games of the weekend to watch out for. Jack, you keep nodding at me. What's up? Yeah, no, I just want Arm to keep eating his Frosted Flakes as we keep going during this um, episode. I- I'm I'm way healthier than Frosted Flakes. That's the um, shoot, I forget what it was. I just Hashi. I, no, it's uh, like honey bunches of oat. Oh, good on you, man. Yeah, which I I think is deceptively just as unhealthy. Probably. No, this is my only meal so far today. It's honey bunches of oat in a in a cup. In a wine glass? No, in a half stemmed wine. Oh, glass. Oh, it is. It is a wine glass. Are you not a milk guy? 
have you guys seen that uh, DJ Khaled talking to Rick Ross and they're talking about using almond milk instead of regular milk and then they yes, start freaking real. out and Rick Ross is like, where does it come from the almonds? <laughs> I haven't seen that, <laughs> but good. I'm exclusively almond milk guy. I We're not meant to drink. Milk is for baby cows. They're, it's for Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't it hurts my stomach more. because my stomach's not made for it. I know other people have more of the enzymes, whatever it is. But the reason that most people have weird reactions to it, or at least a lot of people do, is because it's for baby cows. So I am I'm out on dairy milk. So a couple things to unpack there. Um, I am not a cereal and milk guy. I will have cereal just like in a bowl without milk. Like my thing is frosted mini wheats. I'll have them as like a little snack. Mm-hmm. I'll just toss them in and do that. Yeah. Um, have, did you guys talk about Michael Rubin's all white party yet where like every famous person ever just went dressed in white and Michael Rubin took like the craziest photos I've ever seen where he looked like he was just mandating that everyone smile for the camera rolling around his beach house. Yeah. Those seem like very culty parties. Those, that shit scares me, but just going back to the milk part for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So I always think it's. It has to be some sort of weirdo, psychotic person who is the first one to milk a cow and be like, yep, I'm putting this in my mouth. I'm going to drink that shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what a crazy person arm. Can you imagine the first human being like, yep, this is me. I'm going to do this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, never mind. I'm not finishing that thought. Um, (laughs) What age is the cutoff? My final question for like being able to just pour up a glass of milk and just like drink it. 10 no i i think it just depends on the person i think if you like milk you like milk but the thing is and this is where i kind of go off the beaten path i feel the same way about eggs not an egg guy at all i think they're very whack that's probably my most controversial opinion outside of saying christian javier would never make it before he threw a no hitter in the playoffs yeah or in the world series at the highest moment um so yeah, not an egg guy. I think it's weird. It's embryos. I don't like the egg yolk. I don't like it runny. Never really liked eggs. Moving from California to New York and going to school at Syracuse, everybody was into bacon, egg, and cheeses. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And I just never really had one before. And then everyone was into them. I'm like, what, we just eating eggs all the time? And then I, yeah. I'm being looked at like I'm the psycho. And so I'm like, you're the psycho. You're eating these egg embryo or chicken embryos what did you what did you eat and what do you eat in new york city because i thought they only had bacon egg and cheese at the bodega in new york city i thought that was the only thing available and you'd be completely correct so what i try and do i'm not a big breakfast guy i'm more coffee one of my veggie juices and like a granola bar then i'll work my way up so maybe a turkey sandwich at lunch and then i'll pig out at dinner never been a breakfast guy got it me too bubba Oh, All right, you. let's talk about baseball. So we got a bunch of different topics. Uh, we're going to talk about how hot the Phillies are, how bad the Cardinals are. And then there are a bunch of rumors surrounding Dylan Cruz, which I kind of want to start with because the MLB draft is coming up in a few days. And we will be at Gantry Public House hosted by eBay. It's going to be this great event happening all day long. Free food, free drinks, tons of giveaways. We're going to do a live stream from the draft, and I'm so excited for this draft in particular. So if you're in the Seattle area, you got to come through, right? Free food, free drinks. You get to hang with all of us, and we're going to live react to the draft. And the rumors swirling around the number one overall pick have my brain in a pretzel arm. 
Yeah, it's and also, by the way, I'll be bringing a lot of my cards. It's a trade night, so you can bring cards, buy cards, uh, sell cards, or if not, do all the things that Peter just said and come hang out. Yeah, Rodolfo Castro is free for the taking. Did you hear? Going to give it away. Did you hear what Jack will do with the Rodolfo Castro card? Yeah, yeah, it won't happen. It's not worth it for anybody to. to (laughs) I'm also ugly as shit. Would you lie for a Rodolfo Castro card? No. Um, Oh. I think this whole situation is pretty, pretty interesting. We were talking about it you know, kind of on, on the call up where you have to, you have to let out your smoke screens. Don't, don't you always. And if the pirates put themselves in a situation where Scott Boris's client, Dylan Cruz, they make it very clear. We only want Dylan Cruz. Dylan Cruz is very clearly our number one guy. And that's who we want to take, which I think has been abundantly clear up until like a month ago. And Dylan Cruz has done nothing to change that, but he's just been performing and then won the national championship as the leader of that team, along with Paul Skeens. I I, I really feel like it's one of those situations where Boris is going to hold out for the full slot and maybe he wants more. I have no idea. And I think that the pirates are going to say, Hey, look, if you're going to be extremely difficult, okay, we'll take Skeens. And I mean, the the number two slot value is a lot less. Like it's crazy. It's almost like a full 700,000 drop off. Okay, we'll take Skeens and offer him a hundred thousand more. That we're, we're fine with that. Like you have to posture. This is a game, and I really think that's mostly what it is. I, I do really think it's just the Pirates trying to swing some leverage back in their favor a little bit, uh, because I mean the slot value for the number one pick is is crazy. <laughs> but Jack, Jack, here's why I'm confused. Because we're seeing a lot of mock drafts come out lately. And yeah. one from Perfect Game in particular is getting a lot of buzz because they Clark. have Max Clark, yeah. the high school kid going number one overall. I would understand if the Pirates didn't want to pay absolute top dollar for Dylan Cruz because Paul Skeens' arm is amazing, one of the best college arms that we've seen in the last decade. And then Wyatt Langford's bat is arguably as good as Dylan Cruz. So if they pass on him for one of those two guys, I totally understand. But there's now rumors that either Walker Jenkins or Max Clark, the two high school bats who are great in their own right, but how can you possibly take a high school bat over these three gen? I say generational a lot, but like, isn't it kind of warranted for these three for a so second? It, it's warranted for Skeens. Um, it is pretty warranted for Cruz. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't think it's warranted for Langford, but I think he's close. Like I'm Langford is a with great, I know. And, and he would be one, one in a lot of other drafts, but I, he's working with, you know, the best hitter of recent memory and the best pitchers in Strasburg to come out of the draft. Question for you before you continue. Yeah. Wyatt Langford and Spencer Torkelson are going in the same draft. Who goes one? Langford. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And even without hindsight bias, yeah, probably Langford. You got the outfielder with plus run times who has a similar bat to Torque, who plays first. Very similar juice. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is, I don't think the Pirates do that. I think that a lot of people, um, are, are quick to look at past trends to try and forecast what teams do this year. Like I've seen a lot of comments like, you know, the Reds have no worries going over slot. Look at what they did with Collier. That was a unique situation with Cam Collier. Like if they have somebody at slot value or maybe they can grab for 100, 200K under slot value, they may think about doing it. I think that a lot of people are looking at the Pirates and saying, well, they underslotted Henry Davis and that worked in 21. Why wouldn't they do it again? Because it's a different draft. It's a different situation. Yeah. And you have a great player and a great pitcher that can command full slot. So I think that's why they can do it. 
I'm going to make a point and I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy and I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on baseball because I love this game and I love the MLB draft, but I was talking about this with Aram on the call up. I think that you're seeing a lot of smoke around the Dylan Cruz thing because it's what people have to talk about. And we were talking about the timeline of, of when the smoke started with Dylan Cruz. When did it start? It started right after the college world series ended. Hmm. So we were appreciating Skeens and Cruz, and then we officially hit draft season. And again, I don't mean this in a, neg- in a negative way, but like nobody talks about the MLB draft until the College World Series is over. And then people want to talk about the MLB draft. People look for shit to talk about. Like we, we talked Scoot and Brandon Miller forever for the last couple months. It was Richardson and Levis for a couple months. Like, the draft is such a unique thing because you're guessing what people on the inside well, are going to do. Do you, do you remember what people were saying about Levis before the draft? They were floating. Oh, he could go oh, one, 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 Reddit. Go. Yeah. Reddit. Reddit blew up that he was going to go <laughs> one, one. So here's, and, and it affected Vegas's lines. So that's why when people cite, Oh, well, look at, look at the Vegas odds. Like Paul Skeens, I think is, you know, minus whatever. And, and Dylan Cruz is plus one eighty five. It's just because the majority of the mock drafts are reflecting that right now. The one thing I will say, and I really think this is the big, big part of it. Let me take you from 2018 onward. The the first overall pick, the slot value, I think teams generally agree that it's a little high. And I think that they just do that anyways. Casey Mize was the no-brainer, number one overall pick. Right There was, there was no question about it in 2018. Slot value was 8.1 million. He signed for 7.5 million. Adley Rutschman. Was there any doubt that Adley Rutschman was going 1-1 in 2019? Not even slightly. Not even slightly. 8.42 million was the slot value. He signed for 8.1 million. 2020, Spencer Torkelson. There, there was, was a no little doubt. bit of a little bit of fighting back and forth. He actually signs for the exact 8.42 million dollar slot value bonus. Then you get Henry Davis, which was I thought just the right pick there because there was no clear cut number one there. I thought Henry was easily the number one player in that draft. And they were able to sign him for six point five million when the slot value was eight point four two, and then they they went crazy with being able to spend that money elsewhere. Jackson Holiday, similar situation last year. A few different guys that could have went one one. He signed for eight point one nine. Slot value was eight point eight five. And so, Aram, wait, just remember in last year's draft too, right? We hit Jackson Holiday at plus eleven hundred, one of the most fun bets, probably the most fun bet we have ever hit. And so if you're looking at Vegas odds, like they're going to consistently change, right? When you pull up the BetMGM Sportsbook, right now it's Paul Skeens at minus 130, Dylan Cruz at plus 185. A new mock draft might come out and that might completely flip. The odds are going to be continually changing. So it's not like Vegas has the plan, right? All of these are behind lock and key. And so just continue. I just wanted to make no, that that's point of like, like, Jackson, this is the... like Tamar Johnson was like plus 350. And a lot of these guys were ahead of Jackson Holiday. And it's you never know what's going to happen when there isn't a clear cut number one. There's no proprietary algorithm for this. Vegas knows how to set the lines with the best of them for games. They they know as much as any insider when it comes to the draft. Like that, Teams aren't tipping off Vegas on that. And they don't have an inside track on that. So they really just price it to not get burned. This is where I just feel like this is the pirates who love to have money to work with in the draft, trying to fight and clear up a little bit of money so that they can cook in this draft. But at the end of the day, would you rather have a a little bit of extra money to cook in the later picks? Or would you rather just take the slam dunk with Dylan Cruz? I, I think when you have a player like Dylan Cruz on the board, 
I know Paul Skeens is a generational pitching prospect. I, I just don't like taking the arm one, one when you have other options like this. Yeah. And I think that Ben Charrington's going to see it the same way. I hope I, I, I believe I that would be so. the best way to approach it. Um, when you look at mega trades with, you know, big packages, how often are the centerpieces prospect wise position players? Nobody wants the most valuable asset coming to them to be a pitcher. It's too volatile in today's game. So I, I really feel like ultimately posturing and it settles on Dylan Cruz. I don't see a world where Max Clark has picked one. That's I, I think that is the biggest smokescreen of all time. I think Max Clark falls out of the top five. I think he falls to eight potentially. There's no world. He he goes one, one. Walker Jenkins is is better. If if the Pirates take Max Clark 1-1, this is not to disparage Max Clark. He's, he could be a phenomenal baseball player. Yeah, you're saying he'll go within the top eight picks. Like and he, he, he we could be still think he's great. He, he yeah. could be phenomenal. He's very talented. If the if the Pirates take Max Clark 1-1, I love what Ben Charrington's doing. I will instantly question a lot of what Ben Charrington is doing. And yeah. I think that he deserves every ounce of criticism if Max Clark does not end up becoming every bit of the superstar. Langford, Cruz, Skeens, and I I mean, I like I like Jenkins. I like, I like Jenkins, Jenkins more. I like yeah, Jenkins more. So th- that that would be the that would be the biggest risk move ever. He'd go from endeared to hot seat real quick. Yes. So I just want to go over uh the last number one overall picks. Um, because like you said, in 2022, Jackson holiday was taken out of Stillwater high school in Oklahoma. So right now that's looking like a really good number one overall pick. Really? Of course, good. Henry Davis, college guy, torque, college guy, Adley, college guy, Casey Mice. These guys have all been up and done pretty well, especially Adley Rushman. But then the last time before Jackson holiday, it was Royce Lewis. Then Mickey right? Moniak before that. Then Mickey Moniak before that. Then Dansby before that. Then Brady Aiken before that. And of course, you could run into the Mark Appels of the world, right? And how do we qualify Carlos Correa, right? He was taken out of Puerto Rico Baseball Academy. That's not a high, high school, school kid. guy. High school Is kid. That a high school? Okay, yeah, so high school kid. that worked, right? That worked. <laughs> it worked swimmingly. Yeah. Garrett Cole, Bryce Harper. Right. These are two college guys, Steven Strasburg, college guy. Here's and the then thing. so the last five guys, including Carlos Crea, but excluding Carlos Crea, the last five college guys have been Jackson Holiday, uh, Royce Lewis. Class? Yeah, high school guys. Jackson Holiday, Royce Lewis, Mickey Moniak. You could throw Carlos Correa in there, yep. Brady Aiken, and Tim Beckham. Moniak was a savings pick, too, by the way. He was a total savings pick. It's such a crapshoot drafting high school guys 1-1. I have to go with the college guy. If the Pirates do this, I will lose my mind. My last statement before this thing gets cooking, because this is the Friday episode, just do not fucking overthink this for the love of God. It's Dylan. For the love of God, please draft. (laughs) Let's, okay. If they say, you know what, Cruz is too much money, they draft Skeens or Langford, great. Good pick. I love all those guys. I think they're going to go one, one in every draft. Have the money. Like you have the pool money. Just spend it on Cruz. If you draft Clark or Jenkins and I like Clark or Jenkins, but there's just so much risk to save a little bit of money. When the pirates window is now opening, they could so use a Dylan Cruz or a Lakeford or a Skeens. Like even arm. I understand the hesitation is drafting a pitcher and I share the same. I would actually rank Paul Skeens third. Right, I would go Cruz then Langford then Skeens if I was creating a big board, I would, because I just believe in Langford and Cruz that much, and then the position players, and I would draft them over the pitcher. 
But if they go schemes over Clark, I'm sh- I'm super happy for the Pirates. They can't mess that up, but they can. Yeah, it's <laughs> I I am really interested to see how it goes. I, I get it because you say, oh, you can fast track this arm, but don't overthink it. I'm curious, you guys, um, how would you rank the top three college guys? Like, would you go Skeens over Cruz Langford? Like, how would you go one, two, three if you were the GM of all three teams? Cruz, Skeens, Langford. I'm um, very anti pitchers in the top three. I almost never, I w- if I was a general manager, I would almost never take one, even, even Paul Skeens. I'd go, I'd probably go Cruz, Langford, and then, and then Skeens. I, Guy pitchers that look generational in college, they they look less generational real quick when they get to to the upper levels of the minors. So like, then what? You know, there's and then we're talking about health and all these different factors. Yeah, but I'm skin. taking I'm taking the, the the perceived can't miss college bat with with tools with both of those guys. Skeen said he wants to get back to hitting though in pro ball, so he's probably the next Otani. Good yeah, point. that was a crazy comment. I, I'm not as anti pitcher as Arm is. I'm just more pro Wyatt Langford. That's kind of where I sit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's special. Special. Let's talk about another special team before we talk about a crap team. That's the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies have won 11 straight games on the road. This is their longest road winning streak in 47 years, two behind the franchise record. They have won 21 of their last 28 games, but it's been on the backs of pitching. Since June 1st, they are number one in ERA at 311. Number one in opponent batting average at 223. Number two in FIP at 355. Number two in XFIP at 3.61. Only two teams have won a series in Tampa Bay. That was the Houston Astros and now the Philadelphia Phillies. And the Phillies took two of three from the Astros. As we sit here today, because we're recording the day before, Thursday, July 6th, the Phillies have the exact same record through 85 games that they did last season when they went to the World <laughs> Series. It is so June and July, and the Phillies are the hottest team in baseball. And they're known for their hitting, and they have been hitting. Shout out Nick Castellanos, right? Trey Turner's heating back up. Kyle Schwarber, since he came back in the leadoff spot, has been better. But it's been the pitching. Nola, Wheeler, Tywin Walker will not stop winning games. He's won his last seven in a row. And Ranger Suarez is just finding his groove now. They are a dangerous bunch, gentlemen. All right, I'll, I'll leave it to you first, Jack. Nick Castellanos is awesome. Yeah. I love this resurgence from Nick Castellanos. Uh, in, what, June, he had a 954 OPS. Like, this is the Castellanos that Philly paid. This is the Castellanos that Philly deserves, to be honest. And and they did what they did last year in spite of Nick Castellanos. If if he's aboard, this Philly's offense can be a freight train. And, and I think that there is so much good testosterone in that lineup with Harper, with Castellanos, with Schwarber. Uh, I think if the pitching is anywhere close to half as good as what they have been as of late, uh, this team is a serious threat. The biggest thing, too, is you don't really have anybody absolutely excelling offensively. You mentioned on the backs of, of, of pitching, Peter. It, you look at the offensive side of things. Some guys have been coming alive a bit more. But what I love about their lineup is even though nobody is jumping off the page, you only have three guys with an OPS over 800, which is Nick Castellanos at 866, Bryce Harper at 806. You know he's going to start tapping into the power as he yeah, gets. He, he's got an 806 OPS with one elbow. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's he's gonna get stronger. He's gonna get more comfortable again. And Brandon Marsh at eight oh three, by the way, which is which is pretty remarkable. But the the guys filling in all around, like seven seven fifty five for Schwarber. You want more than that, but that's fine. It's seven hundreds across the board. Bryson Stott seven seventy while hitting for average. Uh, Alec Bohm seven sixty seven. JT Romuto six seven sixty four. You want more from some of those guys, but they're not playing poorly, and it just feels like there's. There's no gaping hole in that lineup. I mean, maybe the biggest hole right now is is Trey Turner, who's starting to come alive a little bit. Homered the other day, looks a little bit more like Trey Turner of late. But yeah, it just seems like this team is is really well-rounded, like we thought it could be early in the year. Harper's obviously played a big part in, in getting them rolling here. And I don't even think they're playing like at the best of their ability in terms of, of what we can see from this offense you're taking the over on an 800 OPS from, from Bryce Harper, right? You're taking the over on a 755 OPS from Kyle Schwarber. I'd assume you're taking the over on Trey Turner, 689, the rest of the way. Right. I mean, this team might only get stronger. So I think a big story also about the Phillies is that normally the starters perform well, right? Nola's been good. Wheeler's been good. Rangers, same thing, but it's been the bullpen, right? The end of games, who's coming in to close it out. How about Craig Kimbrell being National League Reliever of the Month in June? Yeah. Zero, six, nine, ERA, five for five in save opportunities. Jose Alvarado might be the best left-handed reliever in baseball, full stop. I mean, he is just electric. I mean, of course you got Josh Hader. Yeah. But when Alvarado comes in, dude, he is blowing shit by people. And it's sinking and it's moving and it's so electric to watch. And then you got to a slightly watered down version of Jose Alvarado and Gregory Soto also just blowing cheese. Now I still think long-term they lost that deal, right? You gave up Matt Beerling. You gave up Nick Mayton. Mayton's in triple. Dabrowski, yeah. Mayton's in triple and Dick Dabrowski doesn't give a shit. Triple. Like and he Cody, probably knew, but Cody Clements is playing first base for him. Like this is he just got sent down. Did he? But yeah. I, this is closer to an even deal than I think, uh, than I think we initially wanted to admit. No, I, I totally agree with you. Another cool stat. So they're 21 and eight since they moved Kyle Schwarber back to the leadoff spot. Yeah. But it's funny, leading off, he has a 735 OPS and a 293 OBP, 879 OPS and a 410 on base percentage, hitting third. But for some reason, when he hits leadoff, they're winning. And I don't know if it's like, that was the influx, and they just happened to go 21 and eight. But when you move him into the leadoff spot and you go 21 and eight, like something's working. Yeah. But man, he sucks at left field. Man, he sucks. <laughs> he does. Oh, and I think the you know, Harper being able to play first will free up the DH spot, which is going to be huge. So again, this team's going to get strong. Is that going to happen? Is Harper yes. going to play first? That's still the point? plan from what That's I've, what I what thought, but I just haven't heard anything. Yeah, about he just that. hasn't well, been ready. I don't think as quick as they thought in terms of just getting that arm right and, and getting 100% comfortable. But that's going to help big time. You got Harper at first. You can get Schwarber out of the fucking outfield and, and just get a little bit stronger defensively too. And I think getting Schwarber out of the outfield is going to help him offensively. This guy's not running marathons. And I think being on his legs a lot more you know, just, just kind of wearing himself out a bit more is, is affecting him in the box a bit. I, I really do because he's not used to playing the field like this. I know he was a catcher way back in the day, but he's far removed from that. And you know, the, the Kyle Schwarber that's been a masher has been the Kyle Schwarber that plays either first base or DHs and, you know, plays the outfield on occasion. This is a guy that I think will really benefit offensively from, from moving to the, to the DH spot. So they have a lot of good things happening 
And they're not ruling out Reese Hoskins returning before the end of the year. So there's a lot to look forward to here. And you know they're going to to make a move or two. You know they're going to do something. The pitching, though, here's my question. You mentioned the bullpen looking good. Nola's been much better of late. Taiwan Walker, you know, ran into some trouble in Tampa, but you know who doesn't, I guess. And, uh, and Zach Wheeler's been solid. Suarez has been great. Like, do you feel very good about this rotation? At the end of the day, three of the, those three guys still have an ERA above four. I know that Wheeler's underlying stats are, are phenomenal, a two eight two fit. But yeah. how good do we feel about Nola Wheeler Walker Suarez? To like, it, it can't feel as good as last year, but. But at the same time, give me some other teams who have a good of a front four as them. Like, nobody has any good pitchers, it seems like, in Major League Baseball right now. Look at the Dodgers. Look at the – I mean, the Braves even right now, and I know the Braves feel left out. Also, shout out the Atlanta Braves. They go 58. We, like, forget to talk about them because they just run baseball. They have a 152 WRC plus since, like, June 5th. It's insane. And if they go 58 and 18 for the rest of the year, they'll tie the 2001 Seattle Mariners for the best record of all time. So don't think that we're not talking about you, Atlanta Braves. We just talk about you so damn much that we want to give love to them. There's just how many different ways can we say they're the best ever. Yeah, exactly. So when I look across the landscape of Major League Baseball, who has a better front four than that? There's obvious questions, but Nolan Wheeler at the front of your rotation, it's hard to get just more reliable than that. Are they going to be amazing all year? Maybe not, but reliability, right? Innings, eaters. And then Ranger Suarez has been on a tear. When he gets going, it's almost healthy. Yeah, exactly. And then Tywin Walker, I mean, him as a four starter. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. So I, I challenge you guys, like, give me a better four in Major League Baseball right now than them. I'll take, I'll take Seattle's four. I think. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, what is it? Gilbert, Castillo, Castillo, Gilbert, Kirby, Miller. Miller's hurt. Wu. Yeah. Wu's been good. No, yeah, he's been great. So yeah, you could say that one, but like, they're they might have the best pitching staff in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you look at the 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 Mets is like the same question. Sanga's throwing well, but they're not. Sanga looked um, amazing against the Diamondbacks. Holy shit, twelve really Ks. Good. That was a big statement start. I mean, with the way the Rangers are throwing right now, uh, you, you could you could say the Rangers, but I mean, in terms of talent, it's not. Team Perez just got fucked up by the Astros. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's 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 a valid point, Peter. I mean, you look across. I mean, I'm trying to to look around. I mean, the like Brewers, you can't say the no. Rays. Like the Rays have Eflin, McClanahan, then a bunch of bullpen guys. Their, their IL might be better than the Phillies, but yeah, like yeah, exactly. But Foster they're not playing, be. right? Astros is a big drop off after Twins, the top three. Twins have Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, and Sonny Gray, and Bailey like Ober. Ober's that, got a sub three. Yeah, that's that's definitely up there. But that's what I'm saying, right? There are like some questions with those four, but there's questions with every front four in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, even like. If Sandy was pitching to Sandy's ability, you could say the Marlins are could. sneaky, sneaky in there just because Lizardo is pitching on another planet right now. And Yuri's um, the man. Yuri, yeah. I know he got roughed up by the Braves, but again, who doesn't? Braxton uh, Garrett's pretty much safe. Braxton Garrett's been a yeah. bona fide stud. Yeah. Like, I would put the Marlins up there with a lot, but it, there's too many variables. They're going to shut Yuri down, Arm. Sandy struggling, all that good stuff. You, you know when I said they're second and FIP and and uh, the Phillies, yeah, second and XFIP, second and FIP. Since June 1st, he knows one. Marlins. The Marlins. They've been pitching I mean, dude, lights Lizardo out. Lizardo has been their ace. Like, Yuri and Lizardo. But 
Lizardo has been taking the ball and just shoving of late. It's been really fun to, to see. We're going to try to get him back on the show soon. Um, don't want to disrupt the mojo, but uh, yeah. we'd love to get him get him on at some point. He he could have, if he started a little earlier, could have been an all-star. Yeah. If he started you, this run a little earlier, could have been an all-star. Well, I think it would actually be good luck. We had Justin Steele on, and now he's like the best pitcher on planet Earth. Yeah. If so. you're a left-handed pitcher who wants to take the next step, just come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. Work for Nestor, too. Yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts on uh, the Phillies, Jack, before we move on to the freaking Cardinals? I don't well, think so. I'll revisit the testosterone point. I think they have a lot of juice in that clubhouse. Our, I guess the last thing I'll say is the Marlins have a, a bit of a buffer between them, but I feel like that they're going to probably catch the fish, right? Like, what's your what? What do you think the rest of the way with the Phillies? I, again, I think they're going to get stronger. They're not winning the division. Can they take the top wild card spot? Like Phillies or Dodgers, I guess is the question. Phillies or Dodgers? You know, I still think the Dodgers are going to win the West. <laughs> okay. Well, over the Diamondbacks, kind of like the way I think the Astros are going to win the American League West over the Rangers. I think the Diamondbacks got off to a great start, but yeah. they keep blowing games. They blew the last night's game. I had Diamondbacks money line. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Chafin. Fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but that's that's been a thing for them. They blew a game a week ago against the Rays. Right, Scott McGuff came in and gave up that freaking moonshot to Josh Lowe. They do that. Their bullpen is not good enough. Unless they make major additions, their bullpen is not good enough to hold them late in games, and they're a really young team. They can teeter off, and it's still the Dodgers. So I still am not sold on the Diamondbacks making the playoffs here. Mm. So I'm not I'm sold on said, I'm sold on them making the playoffs, but I, I'm not. I'd still give them, like, if I had to pick an NL West winner right now, it's probably Arizona. But really, I, yeah, I'm more convinced that the Diamondbacks don't win the West than miss the playoffs I entirely. Thought, I'm trying to remember. I thought we had a conversation about like which team do you like? You trust the D-backs as much as anybody, like going the rest of the way. What changed? The bullpen and D-backs money line. <laughs> no, it, it not not particularly. <laughs> I just. I look at their I look at their starting pitching and without Merrill Kelly, like Tommy Henry has looked better, but there's still just not a lot of arms that I trust in the you bullpen. Like there's not, there, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot of arms that I trust in the bullpen. And then when I look at them offensively, obviously I like Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, and Christian Walker. But then it's like Herdoma. Yeah. Like is he gonna continue? All these guys, they had great first halves. Am I going to rely on Lordy Scurriel Jr. to continue to be an all-star level caliber player? There's just a lot of guys where I'm like, you might have been a great first half story. Not to say the Diamondbacks aren't going to compete. And I'm just saying, if you put a gun to my head and said, are the Diamondbacks making the playoffs or not? Depends on your life. I think I'm saying no. Oh, wow. I like the Marlins I feel like better. you be dead at season's end. Wow. I like the Marlins nice better. you. I like the Marlins better. And I think the Phillies are better. You just busted out a gun to your head, so I need to make a punch me in the face bet at some point this pod. Yeah, but the thing is, Stetson Bennett is going to throw a pass. There's not yeah. actually a yeah, gun pointed at my head. Fair. No, and like I'm cool getting decked because I'm not dying. You'd be dying. <laughs> That's true. I'd be dead. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? Okay. Now we talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. They have allowed... 76 runs in their last eight 
games, they have blown 27 leads in 86 games this season. I'm going to say that shit again. (laughs) They have blown 27 leads in their 86 games this season. Pitching since June 1st, they are 28th in ERA at 545. They are 28th in opponent batting average at 291. They're 23rd in FIP at 449 and 24th in XFIP at 482. The crazy part about it is they're hitting. They're seventh in WRC plus since June 1st, ninth in OPS, third in hard hit rate, 10th in batting average. Jordan Walker, since he came back up, has been fantastic for them. Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, they're still getting theirs. It's not a problem with the offense. They get a lead, and we've seen it in the Marlins series, Arm. Well, I mean, Contreras is swinging it really well, too. Way better. I I mean, this team, it's funny because, like, they had a million issues in the beginning of the season, and now they've, they've got some things going, right? The bats are going a little bit. They, they've been better offensively. And now it's like, okay, great. You, you fixed some of your issues. Now you're right back to where we thought you were going to be when we were concerned, which was you're going to hit a lot and you're not going to pitch. I, it's just, I th- we've talked about just how much, they, you know, how much stock they put into Wayno and how much stock they put into guys that you, you can't really have that much confidence in. But I, I feel like we can officially, this series, watching that one like up close, just watching a lot of how they got off to leads or made a comeback just to blow it, then blow it again, or, or just got boat raced early in a game. I mean, the Cardinals are dead. I think it's just that simple. Like it's this season is over for them. I, I I'm not afraid to put that out there. And you know, if they make a magical comeback, sure, you're you're welcome, St. Louis. Because I I just I think that you can officially eulogize the St. Louis Cardinals for 2023. Wow, Jack, name one pitcher on the Cardinals that you rely on between the starting rotation and the bullpen outside of Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Hicks when he doesn't have to throw to first base. No, I mean oh, like, so like that that throw too. Like that, to me, that was like the final nail in the coffin. It was that like, did that's feel it, it's like a wrap. if if you want to see out of the balloon, if you want to see a television masterclass, go watch the Cardinals yeah. broadcast. I'm not talking the Marlins broadcast. The <laughs> Cardinals broadcast of that final out. So depressing. They replay and track Jordan Hicks from throwing the ball to walking down the dugout steps into the clubhouse, like immediately pulls the hat below his eyes. It was perfect television because it captured like seasons fucking over. Like if that was the energy that was captured by Bally sports Midwest, which was really impressive. So great TV, brutal situation. Feels terrible for Hicks. That's chip carry. Yeah, that's Chip Carey, but I'm talking just like the producer director. Like I'm talking the yeah. truck because Carey laid out. Like he was the 30 second silence. Yeah, no, that was excellent from Chip, but it that was really good TV. Um, I've I just did some deep journalistic shit right now on the MLB oh, app, oh, and I'm going to give you the one reason that makes me the most sad about the St. Louis Cardinals in 2023. The last two Adam Wainwright starts. Alec Burleson has finished the game on the mound. He was a two-way player at ECU. Damn it, Arm. <laughs> An inning of six-run ball the first time, and then he got two outs <laughs> the second time. But the last two Adam Wainwright starts have resulted in a position player on the hill. I think he's going to get one more in. What like, do you mean? 
like I think one more. let him throw one more, like whether eliminated end of the season, give him one more, just like one more start. But that might be it. He might not throw. When they said he's on the was, IL with a shoulder concern, no, if that's not no, Phantom IL, I don't know what that I is. saw various like inflammation. Like, okay, it, it was like inflammation everywhere, which was to me is just like old. Yes, it's inflamed, which is sad. no, didn't they do that to Yachty too? It's really general soreness. Yeah, it's like when you no, but they said like general. In, when you go to the uh, doctor, and um, when you were young, they're like, "Oh yeah, we could fix it." And then when you're in your forties, they're just like, "Yeah, you're old. You're yeah, just old. Like, like this is old. this is how you're breaking down. This is life. Yep. You're gonna die soon." I mean, I, 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 I sorry, I know he's not gonna die. He's not gonna die. It is. It's hard to watch though. It was really hard to watch. Like I, I watched it in London. And then I watched it against the Marlins and it's just like, you know, I love Wayno, and, you know, it was such a fun story last year and you can't blame him for wanting to come back for one more, but it probably was. Yeah. Everyone was speculating if he was going to retire, that probably was the time to ride off into the sunset with Yachty. Um, but I think he felt like the Cardinals needed him and, and maybe they did if they had last year's Wayno, they'd be in better shape, but it's just, you know, everyone has a shelf life and, I mean, he took it further than most, and it's just it's just tough to see. But hopefully he gets one last start, he shoves, and rides off into the sunset. And that's just the rotation, guys. Giovanni Gallegos oh, gives brutal. up a home run, I feel like, whenever he comes Horrible. in. Andre Pallante, same thing. Like, Jordan Hicks has been effective, but then he throws the ball away, right? So there's nobody in the bullpen that you can rely on, and then the starters are giving up three earned minimum. Like, Michaelis can turn in good starts still, but he like game one of a series. If Miles Michaelis is on the mound against anybody else, who are you who's... tuning into, dude? Libby, like I'm tuning into Libertor. Yeah, that's Libertor, it. Libertor should be in the minors. I mean, should not be in the major leagues right now. He's getting destroyed. Yeah. Who who on the Cardinals do you rely on to pitch outside of Jordan Montgomery? Nobody. I'm waiting. Nobody. 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 But it sucks because they're hitting, like the and hitting well. Jordan Walker, I was getting DMs a couple weeks ago. Those DMs definitely died out, but they're like, why is nobody talking about Jordan Walker? He's been great. It's like, is that all you want to hear? Like, yeah, he's been awesome, and he's going to be a very good player for a long time. We love him. Yeah, the rookie on the worst team in the National League is playing really well. Yeah. I just showered love on on Mason Wynn on the call-up. I'm excited to watch Tink Hentz in the Futures game. Guess what? They can't help the Cardinals win games in 2023. Yeah. It's been although bad. I don't know, I'd take Tink Hens on the mound maybe over some of the guys that they're rolling out there right now. Would you <laughs> actually? You can't be worse than some of the guys. I, I'm I gonna give you three. <laughs> you saw All Gordon, right. or you saw who did you just Recepho. see? Recepho. like he's the most number four, number five starter ever, but like they may call him up. Yeah, Graceffo, he was he was six innings, no earned runs, one K, right? Six pitches, one K. Yeah, he got one. He was mixing pitches like guys looked off balance all night. But, I mean, you have 1K through six innings in AAA ball. Like, you may get lit up in the big leagues. <laughs> also, completely switching. best pitching prospect. Completely switching focus for a second. I saw this graphic posted by the game day. Uh, would you rather take $1 million up front? Yes. Or oh my God. let's say you get 1,000 at-bats against Clayton Kershaw. If you get one hit, you get $10 million. Like, are you risking it? So, Peter, I saw your quote tweet, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I'll i say it. You said, the freak athlete in me 
wants to give myself the opportunity, I think I could get a hit against Kershaw on 500 ABs. The 99%, um, like the other 99% of me is telling the freak athlete to shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can't get hit. Peter, the freak athlete, and you should shut up. I don't know. A thousand? Take one the other way. I might get used to him. He gets tired. He's a human being. A thousand? Like, I don't think they're continuously. (laughs) I don't think he could throw to a thousand straight hitters. That's what I'm saying. If if he has to give me a thousand straight ABs, can he even get the ball over the plate at that point? (laughs) But still, even if he can't get it over the plate, am I still getting a hit? That's what I also had to think about. I was like, even 82 mile hour curveball or 82 mile hour Clayton Kershaw, like if he throws me hooks, I'm still not hitting it. Yeah. Like I might make contact at that point, but a hit like against a major league defense, I don't know. Shot, Absolutely maybe no actually, shot. no shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think no defense. Like Kershaw is the whole defense. I I still like him. I could hit the ball on the ground. I think at, he... like at at a AB nine hundred, and I'm yeah. getting on first. Yeah, if, I mean, remember these are a thousand continuous abs. His arm's gonna fall off. I think you made that roll up. Yeah, I, I think it's just like yeah. I did. I completely did. I gotta find those a way questions to me nuts. I saw one about basketball. It was like, could you get like 15 points? And I, no, you fucking couldn't. And, and Mikhail Bridges quote tweeted it and was just like, no, <laughs> like no, like no. shut the fuck up. I want to ask like, Walker if he thinks I could, but I it saw, has to be a I thousand saw, continuous abs all in the same you, day. Uh, he's gonna tell you to shut up. He might um, leave the Zoom. Yeah, I saw he, Walker went at it. Not went at it, but he like just like kind of like that. with Marty Mush. Yeah, Bucks. one of the barstool guys or whatever that like played D three baseball and like swears that he could hit a hundred in today's game. A hundred, like that's a different beast. Like ten hits and a hundred at bats, you're an idiot. Kyle Schwarber is hitting one eighty eight. Yeah, <laughs> like no, you you're couldn't. not hitting a hundred. I, like I don't care if you play Division three ball. Like no. you're not hitting 100 there there are minor leaguers that are good minor leaguers who couldn't hit 100 in major league baseball yes 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 games of the weekend jack games of the weekend let's start on friday 6 40 in tampa braves rays in Ooh. tampa charlie morton tyler glass now on friday at 6 40 eastern who we got oh oh man hmm. i Give so me, home. give me Chuck. I mean, the the Braves are too damn good against righties. Give me the Braves in that one. But holy shit! Okay. Statement: Glass now start. Statement: Glass now start. Statement. I also want to revisit the games of the week we did from the last episode. I think I, I think I nailed it. Did you nail I all nailed of it? I got to now. You want to bring them up? We've been doing this for. We months should start now. keeping track. Yeah, we should. let's start keeping track. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Rays. Uh, Glass now. Statement start. Braves, okay. Braves have to be human at one point. Wheeler versus Sandy in Miami, Friday at 640. Oh, Phils. Phillies. Phillies. I mean, I will say, though, the one thing that, that pushes me the other way is, is he has shoved it up the Phillies' ass for the last couple of years. He knows that. He's at home. It's going to be – they're Act. expecting a big crowd, which is hilarious. I don't even know what that means. Um, hey, that's awesome. But- that's which is great. No, it's great. Fish, I, hashtag making Miami. Way, any any Marlins fans listening to this, get there early as shit because it's the worst traffic. They don't know how to deal with over 10,000. They, they don't know how to deal with anything more than 15,000 people. Um, <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Phillies with the way they're playing right now. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to go Marlins, actually. Just mm. fuck the trend. I, I think there's something about Sandy throwing in front of a packed house. If it is a packed house, I'll buy whatever energy is going on in Miami right now. Oh, um, <laughs> Cubs-Yankees. Jamison Tyone returns to the Bronx. against fucking him up. Against Carlos Rodon in his Yankee debut. We are fucking them up. Jamison Tyon, we're talking about bad pitching. Horrible. He is horrible. We <laughs> are destroying the Cubs. I don't what know. What happened to Jamison? He was like, all right. He was no idea. He, he looks out of shape. He looks big and like he does not look like the same guy. Look at 2022 Jamison Tyon on the mound versus 2023 did, Jamison did Tyon on the mound. The cutter? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, there's definitely more underneath the hood, but just I watched so many Jameson Tyon starts last year, and then watching him on the Cubs, like it looks like a different guy. It looks like a bigger guy. Um, I'll say I've watched and had the numbers on Rodon's rehab starts. They've all looked really good. I know he's pitching in the minors, but I'm more like I don't even care who's in the box. I'm just looking at him and and the data. I think Rodon makes a statement in this one um, and says I'm back and like gives the, the, you know, the Yankees fans who are just dying for anything right now, a little bit of a breath of fresh air. We're kind of winning right now. I know, but you know what I mean? Like just, just like positive roster situation. Don't let Um, me buy back into the Yanks. Don't let it happen. I think that I will switch teams so quickly and I might be back in soon. (laughs) You should be in because I think he's going to shove for five innings or whatever. They let him go. Tyone gets crushed. I agree. Um, all right, eight ten in Houston. Hunter Brown against Luis Castillo in Mariners Astros. It's mm, a great game. Luis Castillo's been human lately. I'm gonna go Stros. I think they stay hot. So, sorry, was Castillo versus who? Hunter Brown. But damn, Mariners bats been good too. That's gonna be a good game. Oh, Castillo versus Brown. I'm gonna go Astros. I'm gonna go Mariners. I'll take Castillo. I. I don't know. Like, I'm just starting to buy the Mariners, like, clicking a teensy bit offensively because I want to buy it so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Andrew Abbott in Milwaukee against Corbin Burns, Reds, Brewers. Reds. Brewers can't hit a lefty, and Andrew Abbott's literally better than Corbin Burns right now. Andrew Abbott is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he is. I'll take the Reds. Yeah. Yeah, Reds, no doubt. Verlander and Darvish, Mets, Padres, and San Diego. Battle of the Suck. Um, mm, Darvish returning from injury, right? I'm gonna go Mets. I think Mets win that one. Mets win that one. I think they're coming alive a little bit. I really do. Oh, but wait was... a minute, Darvish owns the Mets. They're coming alive. All right, I don't hate it. I, I'll I think, take the Mets I think too. That but... win, that win, galvanized them yesterday. They've been playing great ball. They've won, I think, four in a row now. Verlander, Scherzer, starting to show some signs of life. I like the Mets. I think they're gonna roll into the All Star break. I'm going to go Mets, and I'm going to go Francisco Alvarez, homer in the back third of the game. Seventh, eighth, or ninth, another late homer for Francisco Alvarez. This guy, like, constantly does that. Um, Alec Manoa starts in Detroit on Friday as well against Alex Vieto. I'm not asking you for a winner. Excited to see Manoa back on the mound. Uh, Pitcher-friendly ballpark at Comerica. Hope he does well. That's all I got to say about that one. Tigers win. (laughs) Tigers win. I because I actually hope... like Fido. I like Fido. I think yeah. he's good. Yeah, a good ish. Ish. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely hope 
Manoa pitch as well. I, I was intrigued by that double A stat line where he punched out 10. Yeah. And so I, I went back and watched that. Uh, what, there was definitely major improvements across the board. The fastball had more life. Uh, the the slider was better, which is not saying much because I also watched the uh, complex start, which was, woo, that was rough. Um, he got away with a lot. He had some bad misses, a lot of full counts, and then just overpowered some younger hitters with elevated fastballs that just don't think it's going to work that way. I think they're rushing Manoa back. I think he struggles, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I, I thought the start was a great step in the right direction. But, like, there were so many missed execution points there. Like, he needed one more at least. I think he's going to get knocked around. Got you. All right, moving to Saturday. A couple on Saturday. Tyler Wells and the Orioles in Minnesota against Sonny Gray and the Twins. Mm. Great starting pitching matchup. Give me the Orioles. I still don't believe in the Twins. I think the Guardians, even though they cannot stay above 500, they get there, then they go back down. They get there, then they go back down. I think still think the Guardians win this division, and I think the Orioles win that game. Tyler Wells is a stud. Give me Minnesota. I think Sonny Gray may spin a young Orioles lineup to death. Don't hate it. I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota. I, I, I'm not giving up on them just yet. They need to win a couple down the stretch here. Pitching advantage. Give me the Twins. Phillies Marlins 4-10 on Saturday. Braxton Garrett against Ranger Suarez. Mm. God, it's Phillies. Good. Phillies, I think Phillies, I think Phillies get to, to Braxton Garrett pretty good. See, the Phillies might sweep. Yeah. Oh. I'll take the Phillies if Marlon if Arms on the Mar or if Arms on the Phillies. Yeah. yeah I guess Phillies. I'll take the Phillies here too, because I took Sandy on Friday. I don't think they win both of those. So yeah, give me Philly. I like I like their chances in game one way more than game two for what that's worth. Yeah. Huh. Brian Wu and Framber Valdez in Houston. I go Astros. This is very easy for me. Another great one. This weekend is loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Uh, I mean. People clown me. People clown me after Wu's debut against the Rangers when they were super hot for hyping him up. He's been money since then. Money. Yeah, absolute but money. this is a really tough matchup for him. A lineup that crushes fastballs, and he's a high fastball guy. Framber is just money. I, I, I Yeah, you got to go with Framber. I'm going to take Framber every day of the week. Yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. Give me the Astros. Uh, if you like high fastballs, this is the day for you. But Braves, Rays, Saturday at 7.15, Spencer Strider against Taj Bradley. Oh, I wish you were going to say McClanahan. Nope. How many, how many homers does Atlanta hit against Taj Bradley? A lot. There's yeah, the a Braves. Chance. It's a lot. Can the Rays hit Strider? Yes. That's a sneaky over. Strider, Bradley? Sneaky over. I bet it's going to be like the eight Braves and a half. may go over on their own. Exactly. I yeah, but I yeah, give me the Braves. But I think the Rays can hit Strider a little bit. We'll see. Okay. Arm. Uh, Strider has kind of settled back in. Yeah, he's looked great. It's been great the last three Phillies, Twins, Marlins, three quality starts. Also in that span, twenty eight Ks. I think. <laughs> This is really hard. I'm going to go Braves. A lazy pick, but Braves. They might sweep them. The Rays have been limping into the All-Star break. Yeah, they have. So only game on Sunday that I want to ID here to take us into the All-Star break. Atlanta, Tampa at 140. Bryce Elder will start, so that means he won't throw in the All-Star game, but Elder against Zach Eflin. Oh, Eflin at home is such a monster. But Elder has been a monster. 
monster too. I I think the Rays win that one. I think not that Bryce Elder gets bombed, but I think those X stats, I think they show up a little bit against the Rays. And Eflin has just been so damn good at home. But again, another sneaky over because like, what, am I going to doubt the Braves bats? I'm going to go the Rays win that one and they don't get swept. I'm... I hate to echo it, but I, same exact thing. I, it's going to be a tough one for Elder. He's going to have to be perfect. Yeah, he and might think, be though. He's been. I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance with like him being an All Star and that meaning he's not throwing in the All Star game. He may just turn in an awesome performance, and, and that's why I go Braves. It's it's how can you doubt uh, Bryce Elder anymore? It's just so hard to. He's perfect. He's pristine with the command, and he just gets ground ball after ground ball. Found after ground that ball. sinker, man! Like yeah. he's found a bowling ball that just fucking works. And his off speed too, fantastic. That's it, brother. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of the Just Baseball Show. Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Big All Star stuff again. Make sure to tap in. We'll be at Gantry Public House in Seattle on Sunday doing a live draft stream. It's also a trading card event. So bring your cards, come meet us, free food, drinks, giveaways are going to be happening at the event. Must attend just if you like baseball and you like baseball cards and you want to meet us. But even if you don't want to meet us and you're like, eh, whatever, still worth coming to the event. But the best way to support the Just Baseball show is to get yourself some Just Baseball merch. New Arms merch. rocking that t-shirt right now. Merch. I got my hat on. New merch in Polos. the merch store. Polos. Arm, give Crew them the lowdown. Crewnecks, polos, dry fit polos that are pretty fire. Wow. We got the athletic tees with the new logo kind of situation for the t-shirts. I, I'm, I'm really pumped on the new merch. We even got like coffee mugs. We got flags. We got everything now with this new distributor. It's lit. I was going to say, don't forget about the flags. If you are a bachelor or a college frat boy and need a flag instead of fine art, we have flags. Yeah, we have flags. Like, I don't have fine art. I just have the the three uh, Kyle of Taylor's the four That's fine art. Kyle yeah. Taylor, go. No, no, I'm just saying if, if you like baseball, this is the way to go. Otani, Cal, and Mookie, three best players in Major League Baseball. Um you could also rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, five stars. Another great way without spending a dime. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like button, and comment anything else that you'd like to see from us. Or if you completely disagree with something that we said or you completely agree, let us know in the comment section. Jack, you got one more thing? No, I don't think so. That's Jack, Arm, I'm Peter. And with that, thank you, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.